Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. You're listening to the Deal Room Podcast. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on business sales and acquisitions. Get across trends in the area and hear the industry's best recount their real life tips, traps, and experiences. Now, here's your host, Joanna Oki. Hi, it's Joanna Oki here, and welcome back to the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by Commercial Legal Practice, Aspect Legal. Today, we have another episode of our innovation series, which I am super excited about because I do love talking about our innovation series. And today, we have Kieran James, who is a registered business valuer and the co-founder of businesssales.com.au, talking all about the issues that he had identified, he and his other business partners had identified in the business broking industry and the innovative ways that they had sought to deal with these issues. So in this episode, we really dig into some of the bugbears in the side of business brokers as they're driving deals forward and how Kieran and the team at businesssales.com.au had sought to innovate to deal with some of those issues. Well, without further ado, here we go with Kieran. Kieran, welcome to the podcast. So good to have you on the show. Thanks. It's great to be here, Joe. (laughs) <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. So we, what we're talking about today, um, is another fabulous edition of our innovation series. And, and we're talking to you today, Kieran, um, in, in your capacity, um, of the new business, businesssales.com.au. And we'll talk about that in a moment, but, but the whole concept of business sales .com.au came out of innovation. Um, and so what I really want to drill into is what are the problems that you're seeing? What are the problems that you're trying to solve? And how did you go about coming up with that solution? Um, but, and there were heaps of things that we have talked about in the past that I'd also then l- like to come back to things that you do in the broking business. I get, and, and we're going to have to step back in a moment and, and give a bit of a background. We will do that. Um, but the, the zero fee, the verification of the, um, ID in real time, um, the the buyer profile um, documents that you use. I love this. All different innovations in broking, but then you went one step further. So how about we start at the very beginning um, as I can't even remember what's that song. You start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. No, I'm not going to launch into song. Don't worry, Kieran. I wouldn't do that to I anyone. was getting all excited <laughs> to hear you, hear you sing, Joe. <laughs> Could be, uh, uh, we've. I think we've actually got a. We've we've got a um quite a few people on our team who uh, are offshore and they're in the admin and marketing side, and um they love karaoke. So I think we actually have got a virtual karaoke session happening tonight. But anyway, like that is so unrelated to the topic. Virtual karaoke sounds fantastic. Yeah, virtual karaoke. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to very good place to start. So you started. Um, as with merchant, um, uh, merchant business brokers are business brokers. So, so they started off as business brokers, but you have moved into something a little bit different. 
why don't you start off by talking about what the problem was that um, that occurred to you and what you were trying to solve and then how, how, how you went about solving it. Sure. So I guess if we start right back at the beginning, my, um, my business partners, Shane and Ian, between them have been broken for full time for 30 years. Um, and there was, there was a whole bunch of problems that we found that were just clunky and slow in the process. Right? So going through the, the whole buyer qualification steps. So typically you, uh, if you're selling a business, you get an inquiry and then you send them a confidentiality agreement and then they, sign it and sign it and then you get that back and there's always very little information and so then you've got to call the buyer to find out you know are they a good fit because you don't want to necessarily release all your your vendors confidential information without knowing who this actual person is um are they going to be a good fit for the business um and so that was something that we uh were spending heaps and heaps of time on it was really frustrating us and so we started down this path of well how can we smooth this right and the first step that most people do is you know, you go to a DocuSign or something like that to make your NDA process a bit faster. Um, we built some software that would read emails and automatically send out uh, the confidentiality agreements uh, for us straight out of our system. So, that, you know, even in the middle of the night, that the buyer would have it within a minute. Um, but then the I guess one of the real innovations for us was when we decided to build a buyer profile tool. And so this is in, in business sales, uh, which is our kind of business for sale website which we're a part of um but it's not just for for our brokerage i should say that and how it works is when a buyer comes to the site they get we ask them a lot more information so things like when are you ready to buy a business how are you going to fund it what skills and experience do you have have you had honed a business before or worked in management and really what we're trying to answer is is this buyer going to be a good fit for the business yeah we've put a time on that and what we've found is that when we're getting these buyer profiles back people are Actually, buyers are actually great because they've been frustrated by the process as well. Right? Um, we found this when a buyer inquires, I'll typically inquire on a few businesses and end up having that qualification conversation with multiple brokers. So um, I think one of my favorite stories about this was a, uh, a buyer who was an employee. So he would inquire on business, sign the NDA, um, and then the broker would call him to go through the you know standard kind of qualifications questions that everyone does and you know 20 minutes, half an hour. So we'd have to walk out of because he didn't want his boss to know that he was looking at buying. So he was trying to, you know, take these calls on his lunch breaks. Uh, I spent like two hours on the phone just to find out that, that you know, that these businesses weren't even suitable because they didn't quite, you know, because obviously the ads are written in a confidential way. And so um, solving that problem for for buyers was actually yeah, something that we were quite quite proud of as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So 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 you started off with the the – the problem that it was taking you such a long time to qualify these buyers, you found a way to automate it through the system, but then you found that the side effect of this was that actually it was creating a better process, not just for you, um, but also in terms of the efficiency that it was able to create, but also for the buyer experience. And, and you know, and, and then how – did that help at the end of the day? Does that mean that, you know, buyers preferred to come uh, to you guys? Or, or I guess this sort of has fed in to the, the, the platform that you now have that, um, that brokers use. Is that right? Yeah. So it's part of, uh, part of the business sales platform. Um, and so those profiles that a buyer fills out, uh, like exist for any broker. So anyone, so if the, if the broker's on business sales and they inquire, the broker gets to see that profile. So it's one 
the buyer only has to do it once and any broker on the platform gets access to that when they inquire. So it's a massive time saving for the buyer, but it's also a massive time saving for the broker because you're not having to have these. When you go to your vendor and you go, hey, I've got a, I've got a signed confidentiality here. It's from, you know, Joe Blow, uh, but we know that he's worked in, uh, you know, the same industry before. He's been in management for five years. He's got cash and he's got equity in his house. Um, and he's ready to go now. And so all of that information is telling you that this is a, a higher quality buyer than, you know, uh, someone who, who just, uh, submits and says, Oh, I don't have any money. Um, I've never worked in management before. I've never owned a business, but, uh, but I'm ready to go. Like, well, yeah, I'd like to give it a crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I yeah. think I want well, to buy a business today. Yeah, and, and yeah. $10 million listing, no, no money, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of tells yeah, you a yeah. bit more about, about the buyer and saves you a bit of time with the tire kickers there. Great. Okay. I love it. I love that innovation. So what else? What What are the other pain points that, that you had come up against and were trying to solve? Yeah, the next step in this was for us to think about when you get an NDA, how do you know that, you know, the person who – has like the name on the NDA is actually the correct name, right? How do we know that this is a real person? They didn't just, you know, sign it off, um, you know, John Smith. Joe Bloggs. Exactly, right? Um, the poor guy called John Smith who always gets told you're not a real person. <laughs> um, so so what we did there was the first kind of step is, oh, okay, can you send us a copy of your ID? But obviously with data breaches and whatnot, we didn't really want to be responsible for storing ID on our files, right? Like just slapping it in Dropbox isn't really secure. So that's something that we wanted to avoid. Um, and we wanted to make sure, and of course, if it's a scan, you can't even check whether it's the holograms and all of this work. So what we did was we integrated our platform directly into um, the government databases. So, you know, when you use a bank website and you can put in your driver's license number and the car number and the expiry, and then it can't, and then they go, yep, you're, you're a real person. Yeah. We do that. It means, um, that we check the records against the government register. So even if someone shows you a bit of plastic, we're checking that those numbers are actually correct and it's all a legitimate person. It also means we don't have to store the driver's license, which comes with all these onerous IT provisions because all we get back, like we get it, a code back from essentially in New South Wales, at service New South Wales that says, yes, this is real. And we've, you know, time stamped it, done, perfect. And that code doesn't actually hold any personally identifiable information. So right. when Optus got hacked and they'd stored all this stuff in their database, we just we just store the verification code to prove that we did it, um, and so it's much more much more secure. It's uh, I mean you know and and isn't that the topic on m- the minds of everyone at the moment? You know, are my systems robust enough, and what what information am I holding <laughs> might get hacked into? Because I mean some some huge examples around at the moment. So I love it this verification process rather than you holding the information. Um, you use this third party supplier. And um, and all you need is the verification number to yeah. to show you've you've run that process. And it's great we can verify. So not just driver's license, passports, Medicare cards; they're fairly easy. Uh, we can also do visas. So often, uh, particularly, there's like the Section 188. Um, I think it's, oh, is it the Triple Eight A visa? That's a business innovation visa. Um, so what that means is people who are non uh, non citizens can come in. They might not have a driver's license, but we can verify them by their visa number and. Uh, my personal favourite is that our, our good friends in New Zealand can come into Australia without a visa. 
So we actually integrate to the New Zealand passport office as well. So basically, if you're physically in the country, we can, there should be something we can verify. Brilliant. Make sure that we've got real people. I'm quite proud of that. I love it. You can tell my my nerdiness is coming out now. I do recall from past discussions, like you love a bit of a process. I love a bit of a process too. Absolutely, 100%. Okay, fabulous. So what else? What were some of the other problems that you'd seen and, and wanted to solve? So the other, uh, I guess, big one was when we have, when we're dealing with um, uh, vendors, often you know, business, selling business takes some time, right? By the time you mm. uh, you prepare the IM, you get, you know, you get last year's financials and then you uh, you get the IM, you get it listed, you deal with the buyers, and then all of a sudden you get down to contracts and they go, oh, can I have the last three months financials, please? Um, it was always just really time-consuming because you'd email the accountant and then the accountant would never get back to you and so you'd email them again and again. ends up taking like a week and a half just to get financials. It was really frustrating. Um, so we just built a zero integration. So what that means is the vendor authorizes you as view-only access through the platform and then all of the financials stay put at like at 1am every morning. We, we update those. And so you've always got up to date financials straight out of zero available. So if they, uh, buyer asks you, you know, how the, how the business is trending, you've actually got that information right there at your fingertips so that you know, yep, um, sales are still where they're at, uh, and all of that without having to chase up the accountant and then chase up the vendor to chase up the accountant and then chase up the accountant. Yeah. You know, all of that kind of running around is just gone. So it's a massive time saving through that, uh, through the actual sales process. Wow. And how do sellers deal with the risk that, that, you know, there's some sort of error in the information that's going into the accounts? Because I guess if it's real time, real time feeds, then there's not that sort of end of quarter checking process or end of month checking process that would usually be done on accounts to, you know, to, to make sure they're all correct. So we'd always like recommend that you don't use, you know, yesterday's accounts. So even though we have them, we'll, we'll separate out for end of month for you. And then, yeah, it does mean we can also see the reconciled date. So you can make sure that the transactions are reconciled. Uh, but you're right. That is one of the downsides that you do need to just have a look at those financials make it really clear that, you know, we're providing interim figures, these, and they'll obviously they won't be, they won't have depreciation in the accounts. They won't have most of those end of year adjustments won't be done. So it, it is something that, you know, as a professional, uh, as a broker, you need to, you do need to be across. Um, and so Whack I guess, disclaimers all over. <laughs> exactly right. These, these are, and uh, so this is good plug for someone I know who's a good lawyer um, to make sure that you, you put some uh, put some disclaimers around around any financials that you provide. Obviously, um, they're coming directly from the vendor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Okay, wonderful. Well, that is just a brilliant list um, of innovations there. And, and you, you know, I guess the innovation itself from moving from being business brokers to moving to a platform where you are a service provider to business brokers, that's an innovation in itself. Maybe just talk us through what, why, um, and what that, w- the reason for that and, and what, what that looks like now in terms of the platform. Yeah. I guess, uh, it all comes back to, you know, sitting around our, our lunchroom table going, there's got to be a better way to solve this, right? Um, and then, so, so uh, to solve which bits? To solve all of it, right? Like the whole, the whole chain we were looking at, um, you know, how, uh, there's, 
so like the processes are so clunky um in our office and then once we started down the path of we could build these tools but they're like to be honest they're enormously expensive and that's with me who knows how to uh who knows how to program uh like we still have professional developers we have to get involved um you know full-time guys running these things um like these are enormous enormously expensive to build these kinds of tools and so yeah we, we kind of looked at it and thought this is um something that we wanted to do for ourselves but also that we wanted to do for the industry. Um, you know, Ian and Shane, well, Ian obviously is the, the former president of the AIBB. Um, Shane's been broken almost full times. He's almost up to 20 years. And, and really we wanted to have something that was built by us for other brokers to go, we we understand the problems that, that are unique to brokerage, right? These tools don't apply to real estate agents or anything like that. Um, you know, they're, they're specific to the the profession of selling businesses and so we're actually kind of excited to be able to build something um specifically for that uh which yeah in our views been a bit underserved so love it okay so so essentially what you're saying is the innovation then was in in your own um business as business brokers you saw all these issues but and and had ideas of solutions but the solutions were expensive time consuming and hard to come up with and so you went well hold on if we're coming up with these solutions for our um brokerage maybe this is useful for for a broader um uh, breadth of brokerages as well which le- led you down this path of of a whole new business and and just give us a little quick overview of what the business is and what the business does obviously the business has tools that we've talked about the zero fee the um ID verification the um the buyer uh, profile component and and how does it work business sales is our um i guess it is a platform for uh people who want to buy and sell businesses um so we like to say that we we enable transitions so we're all about um helping a buyer get started right if you're sitting there thinking dreaming about owning a business uh, i guess we've got all the tools to kind of move you through the process uh, from dream to done how do you go from yes i want to look for a business you find a business so Brokers can post businesses there. It's completely free to list and, and sell. There's no fees or anything. You can pay to, you can, I should say, you can pay to be at the top of the search results. Uh, but it's free for brokers to, to list businesses and really, and then all of the workflow tools that we've been talking about sit on underneath that to make the whole process of, of selling a business, um, smooth, streamlined, um, and, and from the buyer side as well. We, one of the other things that we do differently, which we haven't spoken about is we, uh, categorization has been, always been a bit of a um, an issue. So we integrate directly with the ATO's business classification system. Mm-hmm. For a buyer, that gives them a bit more confidence about exactly what they're looking at. It makes it easier to find businesses because there's there's more categories to put them in. But yeah, that's that's something else that that was a bugbear of ours when we'd come across uh, businesses and you could never find the right category for them. And so we always went, oh, okay, well. Well, and look, uh, ANZIC has uh, uh, 830 odd different business categories. So it's a lot more, um, they're tiered and, um, I could really nerd out on how it makes search dynamics a lot better, but then I, I think I'd put everyone to sleep and you'd have to do some virtual karaoke to wake them back <laughs> up again. Uh, <laughs> I'm standing by with the microphone. Ready. No, I'm not yeah, going to uh, sing. My goodness. <laughs> So good. Okay, and the and quick question: What's in the development pipeline at the moment? Oh, so much. So um, <laughs> the next step uh, is something that we're working on is how you calculate, right? So how to so it, 
it's not going to be a valuation tool. Um, obviously, I'm a registered business valuer, and so I completely understand that that there's you know it's a profession for a reason. Um, but we we think that we can um, use the data that we've got um, integration with zero feed to help uh, price businesses and, and give that tool out. It'll be free again, um, and so it will look at the comparable sales information that we have and it'll look at the business that's coming in and it will uh you know adjust for things like the, lo- the location the quality of the lease um how many of the customers are reoccurring and things like this and it will help brokers and business owners and accountants to think about what the business is worth um in a bit more of a structured way and give you it'll give you a ballpark range that we think is going to be pretty close to accurate that's the big next project uh, we've also got um a few more that are that are a bit further away, so I'll keep those ones under my hat and then uh, t- tell you about them when we've got them sorted. Love it. Okay, I love it. Well, I love, as anyone who knows me knows, I love anything to do with innovation. I love the way that you've taken these problems and found creative solutions, re- really creative solutions. I love it. And um, clever and creative solutions. So, look, huge thank you for coming onto the podcast, Kieran. How can our listeners get in contact with you? And who do you want to get in contact with you? Um, who should be getting into contact with you and how do they do it? If you're thinking about, uh, if you're a broker, you sell businesses full-time, yeah, you should definitely uh, have a chat about how you can work with business sales. Um, easiest place to contact me is kieran at businesssales.com.au or on LinkedIn. I'm always on LinkedIn. So, uh, yeah, you can always get me, get me there or, uh, uh, yeah, kieran at businesssales.com.au. Fabulous. Kieran, thank you so much. And of course, we will link right through to kieran and businesssales.com.au in our show notes. If you are running along the beach at the moment, yay to you running along the beach um, or on your commute in the way to work or home again, because we commute now again, now that this whole COVID thing's gone. Um, Anyway, if you can't write it down, uh, we've got it in the show notes. Fabulous, wonderful, Kieran. I just wanted to say a huge thank you for coming on to the podcast today. No worries. It's been great. Thanks for having me. Well, that's it for this episode of the Deal Room Podcast. We hope you're now primed for your next deal with these pointers and have enjoyed these fascinating insights. Now, if you'd like more information about this topic, then head over to our website at the Deal Room Podcast. where you'll be able to download a transcript of this episode as well as access any contact details and any other additional information we referred to in today's podcast. Now, if you'd like to get in contact with our guests today and the services they offer, you can go ahead and check out our show notes for a link right through to them and their details. You can also book in directly with our legal legals at Aspect Legal. If you'd like to soundboard your next steps, discuss a legal question, or find out more how we can assist, whether that's with buying or selling a business, or perhaps somewhere in between. Now, don't forget to subscribe to The Deal Room Podcast on your favorite podcast player to get notifications whenever a new episode is out. We'd also love to hear your feedback, so please leave us a review and rating if you're already one of our subscribers or even if you're listening to this podcast for the very first time. Every review helps our team produce valuable content for you. Well, thanks again for listening in. You've been listening to Joanna Oki and the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. See you next time.
I am so very excited to announce that I've hit a non-podcast-related milestone and released a book. You might wonder why? Simple. I wanted to help business owners understand the mechanics of deal-making and the interaction between three critical phases of business, acquisition, growth, and exit. And so I am very happy to announce Buy, Grow, Exit, a guidebook for business owners and their advisors on how to buy, grow, and guess what, exit in a way that maximizes value and avoids landmines along the way. The book is available now, so just head over to buygrowexit.com.au to get your copy and to access a whole heap of free resources that will really help you on your journey of acquisition, growth, and exit in your business or in working with your clients. Also, check out our show notes where we will link straight through to that page. Ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening to the Deal Room Podcast. To find out more about this episode and other episodes in the series, check out the show notes or head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com.au. 